0: I'm Nathan Montgomery. Let's chat. Welcome again to Let's Chat. I'm your host, Nathan Montgomery. I'm a realtor, broker associate here in Florida on the Space Coast. I'm also licensed in the state of Tennessee. I am with the Global Collection brokered by eXp Realty. And today, we have uh, my friend Jason McCloy back with us again. We spoke with Jason back in the fall, and uh, I am so excited to have him. Jason is a Florida native. He's been in Brevard County for 18 years. He's been in the business for 17 years as a a loan officer, a lender. Uh, He started his career in the industry as a processor, which gave him kind of the behind the scenes look of, of how the process works. And uh, he is a top performer and has earned multiple awards. Jason is an incredibly good guy. He's a fun guy to talk to and work with. Uh, He is incredibly knowledgeable on all things when it comes to lending. Uh, He is my go-to resource with every question that I've ever had. And uh, I'm just so excited to have him here today. It's it's great to get to do these interview type uh, setups here on Let's Chat. So you get to hear a little bit of, of some other voices and experts in their fields within the uh, real estate industry. Uh, let me give you Jason's contact info, which we'll also have in the show notes and also at the end of the interview. But Jason McCloy is with Cross Country Mortgage. His phone number is 321-795-1417. And his email is Jason, and that's J. A S O N dot McCloy, M-C-C-L-O-Y at myccmortgage.com. Well, I am so glad to have Jason. So let's jump right in and welcome him to Let's Chat. All right. Well, Jason is with us. Hey, Jason.
1: Hey, how's it going there?
0: Good. So we're recording this on a um, chilly day in central Florida and uh, I have a nice hot cup of coffee. Uh, are you staying warm over there beachside, Jason?
1: It is a little chilly. I was almost tempted to turn the heat on, but my spouse would kill me. So uh, <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's chilly.
0: Well, um, I have had the heat on. I do keep it at 68, so it's not like it's super hot, but it just takes that little bit of chill out. Oh. But it, hey, we're not buried under a lot of snow, so that's nice. Yes. And we only get a couple days, so it's not bad. All right, so today, uh, last time we talked, uh, we talked about uh, just kind of, kind of the buying process and, and preparing for that process um, and, and dealt a lot with first-time home buyers. And at the end of that, we talked about doing another podcast more specific to the different loan types that are out there. And so I want to kind of run through those. So, so why don't you kind of give us just the, the bird's eye view of what, what the main loan types are that are, that are on the market?
1: All right, all right. Well, um, again, thank you for having me. Mm-hmm. Um, so the the main loan types that that you're going to hear for for most folks are going to be conventional, FHA, VA, and USDA. And so conventional is broken down into kind of two subcategories. Those are backed by Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac. So that's the investor on the back on the back end. So you'll hear it's like either a Fannie Mae loan or a Freddie Mac loan. That's those are both conventional. Um, then you have uh, FHA, which is the Federal Housing Administration. And those are um, a government-backed loan. Um, So those are the government insured is what we call them. Then you have VA for our veterans um, or surviving spouses of veterans. Um, And those are for the Veterans Administration. Um, those are mm-hmm. are guaranteed on the back end by the Veterans Administration, and then lastly USDA, um, which are rural housing loans, and and that's probably I mean here in Brevard County we just don't have a lot of areas because those are, are specific uh, property specific, right? And um, but those those can be a great program for folks, and those are are guaranteed on the back end by the U.S. government as well.
0: Okay. So let's um, maybe just real quick, like look at each one uh, a little more specifically. So conventional, typically in in the past in history, it was, you know, always an 80-20, you know, 20% down. That's what you do. I know that's changed over time. Do you want to kind of explain that a little bit?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, So that's a great point. So um, first, I'll tell you kind of the the breakdown of of those that we just went over. So um, in the conventional bucket, I would say about 50 percent of the business that we're doing in 2021 and and of 2020 and 2021 uh, was conventional business. So about 50 percent of the loans that come through are conventional. Forty percent, I would say, are are FHA or VA. So those are our government um, and then USDA sprinkled in there. And then we have 10 percent of specialty. And we're going to talk a little bit about that later. Um about specialty loan types, um, and those are kind of interesting. But so conventional, um, you're right. back in when our parents and grandparents bought homes, they had to save up twenty percent, and that's just the way it was. Nowadays, you can do a conventional, especially if you're a first-time homebuyer, with as little as 3% down. So what considers someone a first-time homebuyer uh, in the eyes of the federal government is you have not owned a primary residence in the last three years. So as long as you haven't owned a home in the last three years, you can go um, with a conventional loan with as little as 3% down. Yeah. Now, I, I will say that if you're doing that, um, hopefully you've got great credit or at least very good credit. Um, because there is PMI. Anytime you put down less than 20%, there's what's called private mortgage insurance or PMI. And we'll we'll talk a little bit more about that. Um, But in that conventional space, yeah, it's the old days of putting 20% down. If you've got the 20% of a client has it, excellent. You know, let's go there. But but, um, if not, then... Then we certainly can work around it in twenty twenty one the loan limits, so um conventional loan limits now are five hundred and forty eight thousand two hundred and fifty dollars. okay, so think about that. Someone could put three percent down on a five hundred and forty eight thousand two hundred and fifty <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> um, they or they could have a loan amount, excuse me, not the sales price a loan amount of five hundred and forty eight thousand two hundred and fifty dollars so that's that's pretty generous. Um the, the loan limits there. When you go above that, over that 548 you get into what we call jumbo or yeah, non-conforming. Right. And we'll talk a little bit about that um in a in a moment. But yeah. but uh, what makes conventional um you know conventional is that you can use it for um a variety of of property types and of occupancy types. So conventional is the one you're gonna use if you're buying a primary residence, a second home, or an investment property. Yeah. Um And then within that space, like I said, if you're putting down less than 20 percent, then you will have PMI or private mortgage insurance. Um, And and in large part, that's based on what makes up PMI on a conventional is loan to value, um, loan amount, debt to income ratio and credit score. Those are the four kind of ingredients.
0: Okay, now with FHA, it's three and a half percent down, correct?
1: absolutely so fha is for your folks that so i just said conventional is three percent down right so that sounds dazzling and amazing right, right. well you have to <laughs> you have to be a first-time home buyer to take advantage of that you really have to have pretty good credit and when i say pretty good i would say seven seven twenty or better to get to that three percent down um on an fha it's only three and a half percent down and you could have owned a home yesterday right. so there is no first-time home buyer requirement but we do find that a lot of our first-time home buyers fall into the FHA bucket, and that's because, like you just said, it's 3.5% down. We'll go down to a credit score um, of 580, um, no problem on an FHA, and we can actually go below that with an exception, with some compensating factors, conventional And I failed to mention this, but um, on conventional, it's 620 is the minimum. So across the board, conventional, you have to have a middle credit score of at least 620. FHA, we would prefer a 580. We can go below it if if we need to, and, and there's some compensating factors, but 580 would be the bottom. Um, as far as a loan limit, uh, FHA here in Brevard County, um, you can get an FHA mortgage of 356362 so, so that, Jason, again, when you,
0: when you talk about that's these, a lot of house yeah. I mean,
1: that you can buy with just putting 3.5% down.
0: Yeah, especially. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And now when you talk about these loan limits, so they're county-specific, state-specific? How is that determined Just since you just mentioned that?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, conventional uh they are uh in the continental united states they're set for the whole u.s with certain exceptions so high cost areas so you've got like alaska hawaii new york parts of california uh, but other than that the other you know the vast majority uh, on a conventional are, are going to be 548 250 that's okay. like you could almost you could almost say it's the that's the national loan limit uh with a few exceptions right sure um fha um like you alluded to is property is um county specific so if you're buying buying in Brevard County, um, that's one thing. If you're buying in Alachua County or Miami-Dade County, it would be different.
0: Okay. Okay. Yep. Um, and then, so VA, of course, is, is you know, specific to veterans or, or spouses. Um, and we do have a lot of veterans here on the Space Coast. We've got, you know, Patrick Air Force Base and, and all those things. So uh, how does that kind of work for them if, if they're not familiar with that?
1: Yeah, so VA is great. So when I'm, I'm doing my initial consultation with a client, um, one of the first things I always ask them is, are you a veteran or are you currently serving in the military or <clears throat> or are you a veteran or the surviving spouse of a veteran? Because if if a customer can go VA, that's always the way to go. Trust me, hands down, it's, right. it's the best, um, <clears throat> as it should be for our veterans, right? So on that, you can have a minimum credit score um, of all the way down to a 500 per... Um, and, and really, the VA manual says that there is no minimum credit score. But we've learned over time that 500 seems to be the where you're going to get an approval versus not being able to get an approval. Okay. Um, what's great about VA is it's 100% financing with no PMI. Right. So the other two loan types we've discussed, conventional um, and FHA, um, do have, can have a uh, PMI component. If you're going with VA, there is no PMI. So you could literally buy... And check this out. As of 2021, it was actually the end of 2020, but it went into effect 2021. There is no longer a loan limit of any kind on VA. Right,
0: right. So
1: you could buy a $800,000 home with zero down payment um, for our veterans. So that's a really cool thing, and have no PMI. Mm -hmm. So um, if somebody is a veteran or a surviving spouse of a veteran or active duty, they definitely would want to go VA. And um, you know then. There is a funding fee and we can talk about that, you know, at a later date if you want or whatever. Uh, But there is there is a component where they they may be um, subject to a funding fee an upfront fee that gets rolled into the mortgage uh, per VA. But um, but that's if they're not exempt from it because of a disability. If they receive any kind of disability, it would indicate so on their certificate of eligibility, and and then they wouldn't have that funding fee. So okay. I don't want to get too far into the weeds with that Right, worry, but, right, right. But yeah, VA, if someone is a veteran or surviving spouse, that's that's the way to go.
0: Okay. And then just we can, you know, just kind of briefly hit USDA. As you said before, there's not a lot of uh, locations, uh, at least in Brevard County for that. So if you just want to kind of give us the highlights of that one.
1: Sure. So USDA, you know, United States Department of Agriculture Loans, uh, we also just call them rural housing loans. Here in Brevard County, where we are on the Space Coast, there's really only a couple of pockets um, in the northern part of our county and the extreme south part of our county that fall into that. But if you lived in like Nebraska or Arkansas or some other geographic area, um, USDA loans are quite prevalent. But but here in Brevard County, there's just not a lot of area because they are property specific. And when I say property specific, address specific. Like right. you could literally have a, a property on one side of the street and in Mims, that is USDA eligible and on the other side of the street is not. Um, so there is like dividing lines and, and things like that. Minimum credit score for USDA is going to be 620. Uh, there is a zero down payment requirement on those. So that's really nice. Um, the um, maximum loan limit in Brevard County right now is 285,000. So again, pretty generous. They also have an income limit. So they're the only, so of the loan types we've discussed, they're the only one that has an income limit and their income limit in Brevard is 90,300. But Mm -hmm. again, that's pretty generous. Yeah, Um, They do have a a monthly mortgage insurance similar to FHA. So you are paying a a fee each month to, to have taken part in in that program. Um, But it's a hundred percent financing. So you can do, you know, you could buy a, $270,000 $280,000 property as long as it's within their uh, purview within their their geographic area and and put you know no down payment down on
0: it right yeah yeah and um you know i'm i'm licensed in tennessee as well and practiced there for a couple years so i did did experience quite a few usda and and it was interesting like that you could have you know adjacent properties and one was usda and one wasn't but we did we had a lot more area uh than we do here on the space coast that that fell into usda so so they were a little more common there Um, now let's, um, let's talk about first time home buyers because, um, you know, one of the questions I get asked when I do a buyer consultation with a first time home buyer is, you know, of course, what, what loans are out there, what loan types, um, I always direct them to you because that's not my area of expertise, but, but as far as like, you know, they ask, you know, what about, uh, down payment assistance or, you know, hundred percent, hundred percent financing. How does that stuff work uh, with the loans with first time home buyers?
1: Yeah. So um, the, in the the first time homebuyer space, so all of these loans that we've discussed so far um, can can be a first time homebuyer loan. Um, you you can go with a conventional with um, like I said three percent down, FHA with three and a half percent down, VA with nothing down, or USDA with nothing down. Um, but really, what directs that is, um, and I and this goes into a larger conversation, but about um, how do we determine what loan type <clears throat> is appropriate for a customer? And really what we're looking at is, I call it the five C's, Um, the characteristics, the credit, the cash, the capacity and the collateral. And so the characteristics are, you know, of of the customer themselves, like what is their situation? Are they, um, have they owned recently? Have they not owned, you know, if they're a first time home buyer, obviously they haven't, but um, that's one of the guiding principles is like, which way we're gonna go with them. Credit, so um, that goes back to, if we're talking about somebody who's wanting to buy their first home and they've got amazing credit uh, they just may not have a lot of assets they've got mm-hmm. a good job but they don't have a lot of money conventional is probably going to be the best bet for them um, But if there's somebody who's buying their first home and maybe they've got they've had some troubled credit in the past or, or whatever and they're also lim- limited on their assets, then FHA would probably be more appropriate for them so that's that's one of those guiding things you know when we look at their whole profile, that helps us determine which path we're going to go down, um, and again, all of these conventional FHA, USDA, uh, and VA are primary eligible products. Um,
0: now, as far as like I know, you and I have talked about this before. Um, you know, when when there are programs available for down payment assistance, things like that, that's coming from the state, that's coming from the county. How does how where where's that coming from? How's that work?
1: okay yeah so they um the most of the down payment we do in this in in this area is through the state through floridahousing.org and um and so they they divvy out money um, they sell bonds um, and then they you know accumulate a, a lot of money and then they they send it out through different programs Um, So those are stacked behind those come in second position behind these other loans. Mm -hmm. So you could have a conventional first mortgage with a down payment assistance second or an FHA first mortgage with a down payment assistance second. Um, We also have here in Brevard County what's called CHI or Community Housing Initiative. Mm -hmm. And that's a great way to to get um, some down payment assistance. The only thing I'll say about those programs is, and, and you and I have discussed this offline Mm -hmm. is right now because of COVID-19 and and everything that we're all dealing with, they've put a lot of overlays. Um, we used to do, I mean, just to give you an example, I mean, in 2019, I probably closed, I I was in the silver category or whatever for Florida housing, which was, you know, you've closed at least 50 loans in, in that down payment assistance space and that was in 2019 last year in 2020 I probably closed 10 right if that so and in large part that was because in response to COVID-19 they they retracted they started to to kind of pull back on on those um and put some overlays on those programs so they're still out there I don't want to dissuade anybody um they are still out there but they're just a lot more difficult to fit into that box to fit into that criteria but but yeah we, we just stacked them behind um the first mortgage and um And again, there's in that space, that's a whole other podcast, because yeah, sure. within that, yeah. there's, there's different types. No, there's there's some really great programs out there where, you know, there's some that are grants that are forgiven at the closing table. Right. There are some that are forgiven over five years. There are some that are for, not forgiven over the life of the loan. So there's a different um, stuff there. But but that was a really long answer to your short question. No, which that's is they're, OK. They're provided by the county and, and by the From and, the In large part, here by the state.
0: Right, right. And of course, like when there's things like COVID-19, a lot of times the legislature sweeps those funds for other things. So, you know, that can affect that. But as far as like participating in those things, is that something that you as the lender are assisting them? Or is that something that the buyer needs to kind of research and and do on their own?
1: So I like to be, I I always said, if I wasn't going to do this, I would be probably a teacher. So (laughs) I always like to educate the client on what's out there and what's available and looking at their profile and, and going, okay, well, Based on what I'm seeing, you know, it might be appropriate for you to look at at one of these down payment assistance programs. So then, I go and I I do the research for them. I send them a lot of you know information and, and literature to educate them, and then I'll kind of tell them the pros and cons of like, hey, this one might be better suited for you, this one may be better. It just really depends because some clients will tell you, you know, I don't plan on staying in this house for four or five years. Okay. Well then that tells me that you should probably go with this program. If they're like, this is the house I'm going to live in forever. Well then it might be more appropriate to go with this program. So, uh, but yeah, I'm involved every step of the way with that, with, with kind of guiding them and getting them set up those programs require that they take a um, homebuyer education course yep. so I send them all the information on that and get them set up and everything
0: awesome okay now now looking at the the loans in reference to property types um, as as you know prices well really all across the country are increasing um, you know on, on real estate in part to a severe lack of inventory out there um, and so especially again especially with first-time home buyers, a lot of times they're looking more Townhomes or condos, things like that. So, how do you determine what's the best loan type when it in conjunction with the property type that that buyer is looking at?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. So, um, so there, I'll first tell you the, the, the ones that there's restrictions upon. So if there, if somebody is looking specifically here in Florida, um, we have a whole subsection of the guidelines dedicated to Florida condominiums. Um, and so, yeah,
0: (laughs) they're their own monster.
1: So we have, um, uh, the, that with fha and va those condominiums have to already be approved by the federal housing administration or by the veterans administration and so um and i can share those links with you if i haven't already um and and i, and I share them with clients if they're looking in that space i go look if the, if you're definitely a condo buyer not a town home not a not a single family home but a condo buyer specifically. Um, and you're going VA or FHA, we really need to visit that website because you need to see what's available. And it's, it's, there's just not a lot of them. I mean, here in Brevard right. County, I could tell you there's probably on the VA list, less than 20, 30 condos out of all the condos we have in our, in our community. Um, FHA, very similar. Uh, there's just not a lot of them. Right. But if they're buying, you know, a, a single family home, a town home, even a manufactured home, um, then You know the the options are the the limitations are are lifted and and you can do a lot more you don't have those overlays that that you know it it doesn't have to be a already approved uh project um so you can go with with any of those you know the the conventional fha ba or or usda um one thing i will say too is property use right so if you're buying a second home or an investment property then you're not going FHA. You're not going VA. You're not going USDA. The only bucket you're in is conventional. So, um, and we just want to make sure people know that. So if you're, if you're buying that, that vacation property or you're buying a property, that's going to be an income producing investment property, you're going to be buying using conventional financing. Um, and in in Florida, a second home requires a minimum 10% down. Um, and an investment property would be a minimum of 20% down.
0: OK, now, what about um, we kind of talked about it, but again, kind of circling back to the credit score. So we like, you know, what kind of what the bottom number is on credit score. But um, I guess maybe more so what what affects that credit score? How is that credit score affected and, and what should people be looking at to to be prepared to, before they come and talk to you?
1: Yeah, yeah, great question. So the minimums on all of those, just to run through real quick. So um, conventional got to have a six hundred and twenty. There's no exceptions to that. Um, FHA, we prefer FHA and VA. We'd like to see a five hundred and eighty, um, but there are through compensating factors uh, ways around that. And then USDA is six hundred and twenty. Um, so, but but to what what that does so what's your credit score you know <laughs> there was a time in a generation i think before ours um <laughs> that they, they said credit scores aren't that important right. uh well that's not the case now credit scores are very important because of what it does affect and and the things it affects for example are um you know first and foremost the rate uh the interest rate that you'll be provided uh, or offered by your lender is going to be in large part based on your credit score. I mean in very large part. Um and so those tiers are, you know, you're looking at a, a 620, 640, 660, 680, 7 so it goes in increments of 20. So, you know, 7 720, 740, Once you get above seven sixty, you can, yeah. you know, pretty much ask for whatever you Everybody
0: want. Everybody wants you. Um, yes. <laughs>
1: 760 you walk on on water in my world. Um but but in all seriousness, the 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 rate is the first thing it impacts. But the other thing is it impacts uh, the PMI. So right. when we talked about that a little bit, the private mortgage insurance. So if you're getting a conventional and you're putting down less than 20%, your private mortgage insurance factor, the, the amount that you're going to pay each month is determined in large part by your credit score. So mm-hmm. the higher the credit score, the lower the PMI. And that's that's going to be important because that's going to also help you be approved for a higher loan amount, right? So if you're looking at something that's two hundred thousand, but you really like to be able to get to two fifty, you know, PMI is in that mix, isn't that right. what makes up your your payment? So um, your credit score will be will the amount, um, the the strength of your credit score will determine that PMI factor.
0: Okay, and then that PMI. So what? What do I have to do to get rid of that? So I I buy a house with conventional, I do 5% down. And, you know, I'm six months in a year in. I've gotten a promotion or a bonus or something. I'm like, Oh, let me let me knock some off of this. How can I get rid of that sooner than just the time that it takes to get that 20%? Difference.
1: Great question. So uh, what happens is on on a conventional loan, the ways that you can get rid of it are through just uh, normal attrition, like normal paying your payments on time is agreed, and it will fall off when you reach uh, that, that 80% threshold, uh, when you have 20% equity. Or you can make large principal reductions. Let's say you get a promotion, like you said, and you're, you get some extra money and you can start throwing that at the principal balance. Yay, then you can get rid of it there. Or, and a lot of folks don't really realize this, but most investors... After two years, you can petition. So say you're in an environment like we're in here on the Space Coast, where it just, <laughs> it's just it keeps going up and up and up and up in this appreciation. Yeah. If you're in an environment like that, after two years, you can petition your lender. And that sounds really scary, but it's not. It's a phone call. Uh, but you just ask your lender, hey, I believe my property, I now have 20% equity. Right. They're going to say, okay, Mr. Montgomery, we're going to need to do an appraisal. They're going to send an appraiser out to your house for about 300 bucks, um, somewhere around there. And they're going to say, "Yep, you do have more than 20% equity. Your PMI is gone. And they will take it away. So those are the three main ways of getting it, just through normal payments, large principal reductions, or after two years, you can ask for it to be removed through uh, an appraisal mechanism.
0: Awesome. All right. Well, talking about property-specific stuff. So there are some specialty loan types out there. And I know, you know, right now we're not seeing... A market where there's a lot of, um, you know, homes that are in need of, of you know, great repair um, just because th- the inventory is so low. The people that are, are selling have, you know, they're trying to get the top dollar out. So they've done the work. But when we do have those properties, you know, that I want to go in and it needs some major remodeling, um, What what's available for that?
1: So we do have in that specialty. And like I said before, it only makes up about 10 percent of the business that the lenders are doing right now. And and that's because <laughs> you have so much other business with rates being at historical lows as right. they are. Uh, we have, we're have we experiencing not only a purchase boom that we've been in for about the last year and a half, but we're now experiencing a refinance boom. So it's just it's like drinking from a fire hose. Right. So there's just not a lot of um, appetite for specialty financing, but it still is out there and it's and people should know about it. So, yeah, uh, renovation financing. Um, is fantastic. So, say you find that dream home on that dream lot, but it needs work. It, it, it's going to need some work. We offer across country um, options such as the FHA 203K, which is a, a renovation using a, the FHA program. We also offer a conventional renovation program called the um, Home Style, the Fannie Mae Home Style, which is really cool. What's neat about that one is it's not only primary, you can do it on a second home or an investment property. So, that's kind of cool. Right. Um, And then we have a VA uh, renovation loan feature, which is really, you know, um, like a unicorn, like just not a lot of people know that that even exists and and it's kind of neat. So for our veterans, um, they can even do a renovation loan. But within that specialty space, there's also a couple others. So we offer at at cross-country reverse mortgages. So for folks that are, you know, older, uh, 65 and older, they can take advantage of a reverse mortgage. Don't want to get too much into that, but it's just a really cool, um, mortgage. They're not, the bank is not going to take your home.
0: <laughs> I get that <out laughs> a lot. It is scary. People yeah, say, "Oh, it's reverse scary. mortgages
1: They're going to take your house. Yeah. No, that's not the intent. <clears throat> um, it's just, instead of you making a mortgage payment each month, you can have the mortgage company give you a payment each month so it right. can subsidize your retirement income. Um, we have jumbo. That was our loans that are over that five forty 250, uh, threshold, uh, we, we do offer jumbo financing. It's also known as non-conforming, uh, loans and those now because of the COVID stuff, uh, those are a little more restricted. So there, you're going to be putting, you know, 20% down mm-hmm. and, and, uh, have to have pretty exceptional credit, but we do offer that. So, so for our, you know, buyers that are buying the more affluent, uh, properties, uh, we offer that. And then, this this really cool, um, and I'm proud of my company with we have what's called non qm loans. So if you remember back, after the housing crisis, they came out with qualified mortgage or qm. Mm-hmm. And so you hear that a lot. And everything we've discussed so far today is qm. But we have access to non qm loans. Um, so there are just some times where folks don't fit in the the right bucket, or they're just outside of, of the guidelines. Um, so we're not doing any stated things or any crazy stuff like that what it is is um you just don't necessarily meet fannie mae or freddie may uh, freddie Mac's criteria and maybe you don't meet fha or va's criteria but you're still a good bar you've got the credit you've got the other elements so we have things like bank statement loans like for our self-employed folks Um, that's a huge win because we take and we can, we can derive and and work a debt to income ratio based off of your uh, bank statement. So we look at the deposits and we look at the expenses and can, you know, kind of work up a P and L off of that, uh, which is cool. Um, we also, that's the space where non-warrantable condos fall. So here in Florida, we have a ton of condominiums. Um, some of them just don't meet Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac's criteria. Um, maybe they're they don't have adequate reserves or maybe they're involved in a slip and fall litigation or there's some other outlier that's mm-hmm. making them not fit in the bucket. Well we offer a solution for that, which is our non warrantable condo program so there are some other you know niche unique things that um again i don't want to bore everybody with but but there are a lot of really there's neat some things other out options. there yeah, to
0: help for hope. sure well um I think we, that's a lot to digest. <laughs> and I know,
1: I'm
0: sorry. no, it's I good. No, it's good. And I know like, I mean, we could, we could go on for hours because it's it gets so detailed, you know, once you start digging into each loan and, and where the person's at and, and everybody is, everybody's situation is totally different. Um, you know, so, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll have to like continually circle back and dig deeper on some of these things, um, you know, over the year ahead or whatever, but, but anyways, um, is there is there anything else that you wanted to throw in there, Jason, that I didn't ask about or 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 think about there?
1: No, I think you did a fantastic job of covering it. And, and um, you know, like I said, I appreciate you you having me on today. Yeah. It's it's not um, what I will say to your listeners, to the listeners is um, and this is not just some sales spiel, but right now <laughs> it is really a great time to buy. It really you hear is. that, you know, we always hear that. But it really is. I mean, we're quoting rates that are just uh, the historically like unbelievably low right now, um, and it's it's just a great time uh, for folks to be buying. And and despite you know everything that's the craziness that's going on um, with COVID and everything, um, it still is uh, just a great time to buy and, and a great time to to get into the market and and um you're not gonna find rates like this money this cheap um for probably years to come. Yeah, so. definitely.
0: Well and I, I did a live uh video the other day and just talking about the fact that, you know, it, it is a seller's market. Um they're 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 able to get top dollar and they're getting it very fast. Um but because those rates are so low that even though you're buying a property at a higher price today, your payment potentially could be lower than if you bought that home at a lower price, but with a higher interest rate. So, you know, a lot of people don't realize that they think, well, I'm going to wait till the prices come down. Okay. But when the prices come down, that interest rate's probably going up. Uh, so it's, it's a good time for, for both, for both seller and buyer for sure.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and the, and the last thing I would reiterate is just that, you know, again, right now we've got a lot of craziness going on in the world around us. It's, there's still, it's always a great time to buy, but it's yep. really a great time to buy now. And there's a lot of these programs that. Um, are just are great programs to to help folks, and there's a lot of options. So um, I pride myself on you know I'm an information provider. I'm not going to try to put someone, and I know you would it either, right. into a, to something. We're really our job is to listen and, and and then provide feedback and go okay based on these things. This is where I think you should be. So
0: yeah, um, we're we're really consultants uh, in the real estate industry, you know, just, just trying absolutely. to help you know help guide people where where they're comfortable. And and the thing is you know. B- owning real estate is, is a great, uh, wealth builder and, and a, a way to build generational wealth too. And, um, you know, for, for so long, um, in years past, a lot of people didn't have access to those things or we had things like redlining and things like that, that happened. And so, so much of that has changed and, and it's a great opportunity and a great time with the interest rates as low as they are and all of the products that are available, you know, for people to be able to jump in there and, and, and start to do that for, for themselves and their families. So,
1: Absolutely.
0: Well, Jason, thank you so much. It's always fun talking to you and um I always get every question answered. <laughs> so, um I will have your phone number, your contact info, everything um in the in the show notes and in the in the intro and all that. So, um hopefully people, you know, can reach out to you and and get, you know, their specific questions answered, but at least we kind of hit some high high points and and just gave some some info to kind of get people started on the process
1: yeah thank you again so much for having me and you and your family stay safe out there okay
0: all right thanks jason
1: all right talk to you soon all
0: right bye all right well that again was jason mccloy so good to have him on he's a really good friend and as you can tell he's incredibly knowledgeable at what he does And uh, so if you're in the, in the market to, to even begin just the conversation, a a lot of times I talk to people and they, they say, you know, well, I'm not there yet. I've got to do this. I've got to do that. And that's true. There are a lot of things you have to do to to get there, Uh, but begin the process you know talking to to myself as a realtor and to Jason as a lender and especially with the lenders uh, they they can really help you get on the on the track of uh, making sure you're making those right decisions uh, but Jason McCloy again is with cross-country mortgage he is a, he's a great guy he's he always available he's quick to return your calls he he uh, will definitely uh, help uh, guide you through the process uh, and answer those questions so to get a hold to jason mccloy uh, you can call him at 321-795-1417 or his email is jason and that's j-a-s-o-n dot mccloy m-c-c-l-o-y at myccmortgage.com And uh, we'll have this in the show notes as well. But thank you so much for joining me again for another podcast of Let's Chat. And uh, I look forward to talking to you again. I'm Nathan Montgomery, your host. I'm a realtor here in Florida with the Global Collection brokered by eXp Realty. And of course, you can reach me at 321 603-9710. 603-9710. Or my email is realtor, Nathan M at gmail.com. And my website is Nathan And of course you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and, and YouTube and all those places. Well, thanks again for joining me on let's chat and until next time, have a great day, a great week, whenever you listen to this and we'll chat soon.